Rachel travels a firewolf. It is Monday, and it is February. The I don't remember what day it's gonna be, cause um, it's Sunday and it's the sixth. It is Monday, February the seventh, and we are in the middle of one of the most pivotal months, but not just one of the most pivotal months, but like one of them. In 2022, especially if you're in the United States, but we'll get to that down the road. And that is kind of part of this episode today of the spiritual, where spiritual travels of a firewolf on, I'm in Austin, Texas, got my little candle here, got my summer moon candle, and then I've got my toothbrush in a bowl of boiling water. Bowling. It's bowling. You need to bowl your water. Austin, Texas is under a bowl water. I don't know if it's, what do you consider it? Watch? I don't even know. Advisory, I believe is the term. We gotta bowl our water. So, it's been a day of, uh, Sunday I like to cook. I think that's it's 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 the good lord's day, I guess. Um so that's when I make my potions and my little witchery, kitchen witchery goes on on Sundays. And now that I have a kitchen, I can do my shit in here. So including work. And, and record this podcast. Um, but, you know, today is a self-reflective, I'm just solo today, I'm chilling. I have been super, ever since I spoke to Andrea Clemente, my wonderful friend, we have been <clears throat> going back and forth about, you know, tips and, uh, how to better improve my nutrition and you know part of this whole thing uh as to why I kind of revamped everything I was doing is to focus on my health and my wellness and I've had a lot of health issues so I made a joke online based on truth that when I went to schedule a a gyno appointment they asked me if I wanted to do virtual and I was like damn you know like I don't think I can spread that far you know and and I'm saying you know I have kitchen appliance like the, the joke the running joke is like kitchen appliances and stuff but it's like at that point you know if you're spread eagle on a motherfucking zoom call telehealth or whatever they fucking do saying, hey, does my peach look halfway decent, you know, like, do I take my own cultures, you know, do they send me a culture kit, is that what it's going to come down to, is a robot comes to your door, you order Grubhub, you're like, hey, I would like some sushi today, and also, check out this sushi roll, you know, and uh just like a robot with like 
the kind that they have that that now I get I don't know if they're not they're only on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles but there's like these robots that bring like ice cream and stuff to people and it's just the end of the world of humans so we are the last indigenous biologicals and we just have to accept it and we'll be put onto reservations and that is what the U.S. Pluto return is all about anyway it's like yo we were trying to warn y'all you can't enslave people and steal their land and think it ain't gonna come and get you and it's like yeah but we can get Grubhub and that includes me I love myself some sushi Grubhub like I will Although Grubhub hat is very expensive, and when you are have a like sushi cravings are different than other cravings. Like a sushi craving becomes a quest. Quite honestly, I I hope I'm not the only one who has this predicament. But when sushi cravings occur, it's not normal. It is not like, oh, I can hold off. It's, oh my fucking god, when am I going to be able to get sushi? How can I acquire raw fish now? How can I have raw fish rolled up with avocado and motherfucking maybe even a cucumber? Or if you're crazy, maybe some fish eggs or eel sauce do they just squeeze an eel i feel like eel sauce is just eel vomit and eels just are like bleh because i i think of the little mermaid and how the eels were talking shit they were straight up shit talkers you know they were just like here we are talking shit we're eels bleh eel sauce sponsored by disney I was about to say Pfizer. I don't even know why. But it's just like, yeah. When you get a sushi craving, you're like, oh, this is going to be this delivery for a basic bitch California roll and two salmon avocado rolls is going to be $50. Oh, sure. Come on to my door. And the robot will come and then you'll be like, oh, I should probably book a GYN appointment and they'll arrive at the same time. You spread eagle. You get on Zoom hello zoom and your gyn is like not even a real person your gyn is just like a computer and it's like and now spread your legs and then you have to like lean over to hit like a yes like a yes form um like when you're taking an hr survey and you have to like hit yes i agree my legs are spread then you have to be like okay cool Robot, insert probe. Yes, I agree. I consent to robot inserting probe into my peach hole. Excellent. Do you feel crusty today? No. Lean over, do yoga pose to get robot to move. I I feel bad because my neighbors can definitely hear me talking right now. They're like, what the fuck is she talking about? And then it's just like, prompter how was the robot probe how was our service give us a rating and then the ratings will be like women being like the robot probe accosted me 
I is it right that it went up my anus as well? It did a really long reach around and all of a sudden I was pooping blood for 10 days. Is that normal? And But then it'll just get lost in the system because nobody's really reading it. And that is the future of GYN appointments in a nutshell um, as we become the last indigenous biologicals on this planet. And um, I have my tarot cards here and um, they're pretty nice. You know, they're very sweet actually. Um, But they have nothing to do with uh, robot probing at all. They just really have to do with uh, what I'm here to talk about. Because I was like, okay, so what do I talk about? You know, this upcoming week in astrology is kind of a setup. It's like, it's like when you're setting up to make, it's like you're setting up for the full moon. So we're going into a quarter moon week. We're kind of, we came out of the new moon. We planted our damn seed. We're just like, yes, I planted my yes queen seeds. I Aquarian that. And now Taurus moon lunar energy midpoint of the week, last quarter moon, kind of getting us ready to make the goal, right? And the goal is the release shot, right? So it's really just like the getting ready. So we're like in betwixt lunar energy wise this week. Now there's other things that are going on as well. There's some asteroids moving. Pallas Athena enters Aries. Let me open up my ephemeris. Pallas Athena. Oh, before that, Cirrus the asteroid of health and well-being which has been kind of working with the nodes the north node in taurus has really kind of been giving us that healing that wellness that nutrient dense energy that we need so in what part of your life has cirrus been bringing you nutrients i also refer to cirrus as the asteroid like the grocery store asteroid i just feel like people like a natural grocer grocery store so it's like the trader hose of asteroids and not like a hoe but and that's on the same day as the quarter the first quarter moon so that first quarter moon is just past uranus so we do open up our week with like a very strong uranian energy with the moon and uh even that sort of square energy as well. Um, Let me open up the chart. The first quarter moon, you know, when we have this full moon, it's going to be in the late 20s of Leo. It does make me call back to that great american eclipse or that total solar eclipse that occurred in august 21st of 2017 just because it's pretty much on that degree of regulus which is like 27 degrees leo which is a royal star and so we are kind of in the setup to this energy and i i always am interested anytime i see regulus in the works because Okay, so it's 2800, pretty much near Regulus. Anytime I see Regulus up in the sky, there's generally a 
a story of a king being looked at a little bit more deeply. And uh, we kind of see this, you know, across the world right now where authority is being looked at in a different way and systems are being challenged. And because this is a full moon in Leo, we have to look at kind of like the energy of the king and and things like that. So I'm going to say this like really, really with love and respect and honor because there's a lot going on, a lot of people taking hits, and I just happen to be in Austin, Texas at this time when we're in the midst in the U.S. of a Pluto return, which if you want to hear more about the Pluto return, please listen to the ep- my episodes with lady of the lamps her and i got into some very in-depth discussions on the pluto return and the u.s pluto return as well as the chart of the united states of america i might do a pluto return special as that time comes but understand the sacrifice of the king i really do think lady of the lamps calls are in truth. I think we're going to have to watch Biden. And I started, hold up. I'm back. I just went into a coughing fit. So obviously my guides don't want me to say some stuff. So what I'll say is Let's look at Pluto. Pluto is about power. And Pluto is asking us, you know, I think one of the best things that Marianne Williamson could have done in her campaign as she really, you know, I went to her when she was thinking about running were president I went to one of her kind of rallies I guess um it was like a pre-run sort of posing to the audience you know her platform and what she was thinking about doing and she went out into the audience and asked everybody questions and I asked her a question and she was really awesome and she answered um and it was about the the patriarchy as a whole it wasn't about um you know individuals it was about kind of this overarching kind of lesson and one thing she made clear and she kept clear throughout her campaign she was not campaigning to win the presidential seat she was campaigning to raise a message and her message was about reparations and you know whether people like it or not you know what my question to everybody and this podcast that I'm learning through astrology and business and through its through its birth chart you know is I have the natal chart of a teacher but this particular podcast is that of a student. So it's my job when I do these solo episodes 
to be very cognizant of the fact that I'm not here to teach astrology. I'm here to pose questions about astrology and learn a different way of, you know, a learn along the way. Um, even though, you know, I do readings and such. But some questions that I would pose to authority are, you know, what is the New York Stock Exchange? What are we really exchanging? I understand, you know, theoretically about not even enough about Bitcoin or any of the cryptocurrencies but what I've observed, so where my background is a science and scientists observe and stand-up comics generally are scientists of culture or people who observe. So here's what I observed. Pluto is power, right? Pluto is, Pluto is that source of power, that energy of power that is like the nuclear power plant the trash barge like new york city is the perfect example of pluto energy you know here's this island in a estuary off of the atlantic that leads up the hudson that has a nuclear power plant that got shut down but is apparently has been leaking and and the area the area there is called indian hill and I used to take the train up uh, from Manhattan, 125th Street, Harlem, up the Metro North to a little town that's my favorite. Like it's, when I say like top, top favorite towns in the, in the U.S. and probably the world is Cold Spring, New York, which is right across the river from West Point. And I love to go hiking there. It's my, it's so romantic in a lot of ways. It's just a very perfect little town. I would say Kingston, New York and Woodstock, New York, not where the concert was, but the real Woodstock, New York are probably very close energetically and I love all of them. But there's just something about Cold Spring when you take that train along the Hudson and you get those river views and you just see the beauty of New York State it's like one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen and like I've seen I'm so grateful that I've seen like the deserts and the oceans and like fucking the mountains and but something about fucking that ride up it it, it's not the drive like you gotta take the train because the train you're right on the Hudson like you feel like you're in the Hudson River but along the way you see magic and you see the energy of astrology along the river like you see the fact that the trash barges go from Manhattan and they take the trash up to the plant and you see all of our trash like when you live in New York it's just the city of trash you know like, trash is a huge deal in New York. You just get used to it. You get used to walking past mountains of trash bags. It's just kind of part of the deal when you live there. And um, 
I always took those trips, like I would always get a calling. It would, whenever I get the call to travel, it's not like, oh, I want to, it's like I wake up and my body goes, hey, you need to go to like this place here. This is where you need to go. You need to go up there, chill up there for a little bit. So anytime I went to Cold Spring, New York, it was like craving sushi. It was like, you need to go cold spring immerse yourself in the trees sit by the water get a cup of coffee nothing crazy like i never when i travel i never do anything crazy i never go all out i never ball out i just like to appreciate the nature of a place and to me, Cold Spring is kind of that energy of Pluto. There must be a portal. I, I mean, from what I was shown on ayahuasca is that Cold Spring has an Atlantean portal. And it's just so interesting to me, the synchronicity of everything going on um, in the world right now with comedy. It's like when you see everything go out to sea and then it's all coming back in to shore it feels like this is a moment where everything that was pulled out to sea is coming back to the shore to be assessed and seen under the light again if that makes sense and i feel like pluto gives us that lesson so you know i do want to shout out the podcast tinfoil hat with sam tripoli because i did see that y'all did a podcast about pluto and death which is wonderful and brings it to the mainstream. However, Pluto is the energy of the Trinity as well. So Pluto brings us life, death, and rebirth. There's always a third with Pluto. And I know this through Anna Ortley, who is was at the time my mentor when I was in my early 20s. And learning through the teacher of Pluto. So that's what this ultimately this episode is about is how outer planets such as Pluto or Uranus or uh, Neptune can really be your or even Jupiter can even be your biggest teacher your transits are your teachers eclipses for examples are our example are an 18 month crash you know student coordinated program <laughs> it's like when you take like a two-year semester like you take your like a an eclipse a nodal cycle is a 18 month like hey we're getting this um, continued learning course in two years so that you can leave with, you know, uh, a, a diploma in this. And so Pluto, as my professor, when you have your inner planets, so I had my inner, I'll say, I'm trying to be like less of a teacher right now. When I had my inner planets, my son so our, my inner planets, our inner planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Mars, Venus, 
these are our very personal planets. <clears throat> and in our charts, they are in different houses, really depends. Um, I got my first Pluto sun transit in a double whammy. So I had already had a Pluto moon transit and Pluto conjunct my moon took my grandma. So she passed away when I was 10. Pluto was directly conjunct to the degree of my moon and my grandma passed away of pancreatic cancer. It took her so quick. It was like she got diagnosed and then she was just like there and then she was just fucking gone. And it was, that was the power of Pluto and a huge lesson of, of death um, with Pluto. And Pluto can do that. Also, I've seen a lot of death, like all the outer planets have their death, right? So Neptune can wash somebody out to sea. It can be a very spiritual death. Um, Jupiter, I've seen a lot more people, Jupiter transits are such an expander. It's almost like the other side just opens up so wide and people are like, yo, it's mad cool over there. Why the fuck am I still here? A Jupiter transit can jump people to the other side. Jumped my grandpa over to the other side, in fact. Um, but, and Uranus shakes things up that can be like accidents and stuff. So every outer planet has their life, death, and rebirth within them too. But Pluto is that trinity and moves in the power of three. And, um, my first personal where I had like awareness Pluto brought me astrology because I was at Columbia University. I was working in the labs. I felt I was dating this guy. It wasn't healthy at all. He was a janitor, which is a very Pluto job because you're down in the muck. You know, Pluto's mud and shit and pipes and sanitation workers and um, people who work in the shadows, syndicates, cults, mafia, uh, you know, police, investigators, that's Pluto. Um, so Pluto is the planet or the dwarf star, but I will always call Pluto the planet that takes you into those corners. And, um, I was just feeling like something was wrong. And I've spoken about this before, but I had surgery, ovarian cyst surgery in 2009. And, um, had chronic pain that kept persisting, like, I couldn't go to a GYN without biting my hand from the pain of getting the tongs put in me. And, you know, being in relationships was tough because the pain was so bad. Um, and I thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, well, I've ridden horses all my life. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I have a tear. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I had CAT scan and they found some tearing in a, 
and, and an inner muscle that led to my groin area. But I was at the GYN and I was like, well, one of the reasons why I wanted to pursue working at Columbia was I wanted to get some of the best doctors in the world under my insurance. I wanted to get a dermatologist because all my life, my skin has been, you know, has had its ups and downs. And I was like, finally, I'm going to have somebody that like works for this school and I'm going to have the best skin ever. And I'm going to get the best GYN. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to do this because I'm just going to get the best medical care. And it's kind of what's going on now in society where it's like, in reality, it wasn't. <laughs> it was just the clout. And it was just that these people had clout and they had connections and they worked there. And I'm not saying that every doctor was. I'm just saying I learned a lot of lessons about doctors throughout my life. Um, and this was one of them. But one of the best things a GYN could do was she saw me biting my hand when they were putting in the tongs and she was like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, I, I, I was like, I don't know it, it, I, things hurt, but I, I deal with it. And she's like, asking me about the pain. And I was like, well, you know, I stand in the lab all day. It feels like a baseball bat is getting like hit to my hips all the time. I, when I walk places, like, it just feels like a baseball bat all the time. And she's like, so you deal with this pain every day? And I was like, yeah, it's just what it is. You know, I work and I make money and I do my thing and I'm in pain all the fucking time. It's fine. She's like, I'm going to write you a referral to go to this place um, called Beyond Basics Physical Therapy. And I'm going to have them look at you for pelvic floor dysfunction. And I was like, okay, so I went to this physical therapist and I worked there. I was, I mean, it changed my life and it's the reason how I found astrology to begin with. And through this whole cycle of changing my life, it was like my physical therapist was like my pelvic floor shaman really she was a fucking shaman because it was because of her that I found the astrologer that I worked with who mentored me through my Pluto sun square but it was a double whammy because it was over my Mars and my ascendant and another planet of mine and when we go through these Pluto transits they're not easy transits. I'm going through one right now with my Venus. So I'm getting the part two of this. So, you know, 10 years ago, I had a Pluto sun square. And now 10 years later, I have a Pluto Venus square. And I have other things connected to that as well. Everybody who was born in the end of your sign, if you're a cardinal sign. So if you're a Libra, a Capricorn, an Aries, or a Cancer, and you're born at the end of your sign, you're going through a Pluto transit right now. So if you're 
listening and you're like, hey, I've been going through hell, Pluto is taking you through hell. Pluto is taking you through Hades. Pluto is taking you through the underworld. Um, And if you are more versed in astrology, this means that your sun sign is in the late 20 degrees of your cardinal sun sign. Now, check other planets that you might have at the end degrees of cardinal signs as well. If you have an outer planet there, it's generally your generations going through that. So, for example, the Pluto and, or excuse me, the Jupiter and Aries generation is going through a, a Jupiterian square, which means there. So, this is like um, late 80s. You're going through. A Jupiterian square uh, where money and independence are going to be part of your track as you lead up to your Jupiter return. And if you have an angle there, like your ascendant, your midheaven, your descendant, your IC, at any late degrees of cardinal signs, you're getting rebirth there if you have nodes there even if your nodes are in Aries or Libra you're getting pulled apart as well by Pluto and for those who are more in-depth into astrology if you have midpoints at these points that's where Pluto is pulling you the fuck apart so we're all being pulled apart in many ways Um, it's just how we're being pulled apart And in this case, you know, the U.S. is going through Pluto return. We're ending a treaty. That's really what's going on. Hey, this karmic treaty brought us to this point. Now things have to destruct. Sorry, it's part of the treaty. You got 250-something years. All right, middle finger to you. You got what you got. It's the mafia, if you think about it. I call it horse talk. Other people call it the mafia. But it's just like these kinds of things. And the reason why I call it horse talk is if you ever watch a herd of horses, they're, they've got their stand downs, they squeal, they fart, they jump around, they let each other know, hey, this is the alpha, you guys, and then they run it out, like, no, we're running it out for the alpha, and then they all re-herd. If you ever introduce a horse to a new herd, it's a whole freaking thing. You gotta really be careful about that. So, Pluto is doing Pluto's thing. And we're watching Pluto, the structures of Pluto change over time. Now, Pluto is the pelvis. Pluto is the reproductive system because it's the Scorpio regions of our body. Um... In this case, Pluto is in Capricorn, so it's also the structural regions of our body as well um, that are being reassessed. But on a larger scale, this is, you know, Wall Street. So when it comes to this and we look to Wall Street, what we're going to see in a decade has nothing to do with what we're seeing right now. And in fact, because the North and South node, and I wish I would stop being such a Sagittarius moon right now, 
and just like be more of a student. I'm trying really hard, but it's so hard because I'm so used to teaching. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I'm so used to this. Um, but the North and South node as they move through Taurus where we have the North node right now and transit, which will be trying Pluto this week. So we do have a very beneficial lesson. And I think one of the biggest benefits we're seeing is the crumbling of the structure of mainstream media. And this weekend, we had a huge thing happen in comedy, in the comedy world with Joe Rogan. And with Joe Rogan, um, you know, this is something to be of question. So here I'm going to step back and be a student and be like, I have a lot of questions um, I have a lot of opinions, but I have a lot of questions about the system because my opinion is here's a man who questioned the system. Here's a man who during a very tough time is one of the only people at his level of power that actually said, I have a lot of questions and I'm going to ask a lot of questions to a lot of different people that are experts in their field and then you know from that we will have a general discussion about it and raise even more questions and have fucking references to people's work and you know bringing doctors on who have years and years of work in their fields and have questions themselves and I think one of the things that I saw from the, you know, I follow Christiane Northrup on Telegram. You know, she is a little bit Christian, like her name. But the reason why I was never on Telegram, but I was following her on Instagram and all of a sudden this was like back in, I don't even know, last year she disappeared. And then she disappeared off of Facebook, I think. But she's still on Facebook, so I don't... And I was like... She was like doing live streams and talking about everything that these doctors were talking about on Joe Rogan. And, and she's a GYN, so, you know... And she's a very well-respected GYN. So I was listening to her because I was like, I don't know what to fucking do. Like, I have my intuition screaming at me telling me don't do such and such don't do this and this you need to do this instead and I'm listening to my intuition I'm listening to my body and I'm trying and that's what my Pluto transit taught me that's what my Pluto square the sun taught me is don't let your body feel like a baseball bat is hitting you in the pelvis every day you know, you don't need to be in pain all the time physically. You can actually be fine and like go get physical therapy and like take care of yourself, which has been one of the biggest lessons of Pluto is take the fuck care of yourself. The reason Pluto puts you through hell is because you're putting yourself through hell. You know, my ex, who's an astrologer, told me during my Pluto transit, he was like, you can go through it the hard way or you can go through it the easy way. Either way, you still got to go through it. And I think about Swamp Thing, which is one of my favorite like monster movies. They have like it's it's a it's like a card it's like a what do you call it? 
not cartoon. What the fuck is it called? I forget the fuck. Be it, it's like a thing and it's like a series that nerds go and collect. But the like 1980s, 1970s film is like the only way out is through. I think it's like a part of a poem. But I always think about how the only way out is through is Pluto's like mantra. And the fact that it Swamp Thing's mantra was like somebody's got an astrologer. Because literally the only way through the swamp. Like, if you've ever gone to, like, New Orleans or Florida and gone through the fucking swamp and there, you know, there's, there's shit going, like, there's a bunch of shit going on in the swamp. You know, if you've ever taken one of those airboats, like, there's alligators, there's fucking gar, you know, it's not an easy place. There's mosquitoes. Like, the swamp is, it's a fantastical land of, I don't even know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make a metaphor, but I'm retarded, so, oh, don't cancel me. Uh, so Joe Rogan. You know, it's weird being in Austin during this time because it's like, I feel like I'm in a moment of history and yet I don't realize I am. And I'm kind of here just like witnessing this thing during a U.S. Pluto return. Right before Texas gets a total solar eclipse in 2024. Like, it's almost like everything's kind of pointing to something. And I'm just sitting here like, I know the transits. I know this, this, and this. But I have no idea what it, what's actually going to transpire. I just know the astrology, you know. My intuition brought me here. Um, and I do, I, you know... Everybody starts stand-up comedy for a different reason. Pluto brought me to comedy. My Pluto Sun Square transit brought me stand-up comedy and it took me away from working in a hospital. But why I started stand-up comedy was ultimately I saw how power was being abused by, you know, at the time I, I marched in Occupy Wall Street. I thought, what the fuck's going on? And I was thinking to myself, like, that One World Trade Center took years to put up. Those towers fell in 2001. And those towers, the One World Center, wasn't even fully up when I was marching for Occupy Wall Street. So, I forget what year. It must have been, like, because I'm pretty sure... The tower was not up in 2012. It might have been up in 2012. It, I'm going to say maybe 2012 was the year it was fully, fully like a, a tower. But I, let me just Google. One world trade. One world trade. Let's see what year it actually rose. What year did you rise to the top? 
And the reason why I bring up the One World Trade Center is I was 2013. So 2001, the towers fell and it took, and we went through 2012 and then 2013. So, you know, that is the most, uh, I remember my ex and his brother would be like, that is like the, the biggest flex they could have done was build that tower, like the pretty much as soon as possible. But why did it take so long? And to me, it was almost like a ritual in the rising of one tower, taking, you know, what, 12, a Jupiter cycle, basically. So I have a lot of questions about that. I remember being across the river once in Brooklyn and I was looking and I was on mushrooms and I was looking over and they were like, my guides were like, that is a DNA strand and you're, or, you know, the, the helix of the DNA coming together. And really what is this is DNA. And it makes me question a lot about money and trade. Because if we think about money and trade before the these territories were created with the Declaration of Independence, money and trade in some in certain cases were rocks, but in many cases were bartering and trading. You know, whether it be cattle or goods. And yet this placekeeper became the system and ultimately it makes me think of hunting and gathering because it's like I keep saying that maybe this is the mother's war you know here I see this guy he's fucking Italian from Boston not like a like I'm a appreciative like I appreciate Joe Rogan as a human and as a comic but I watch this as like a power thing and I'm like this is why this is a mother's war because he's a chief and I'll keep it at that but it's just like, Chrissy, don't talk too much. It's like, <laughs> fuck. Um, how do I put words into my mouth? How do I say words right now without being... If we look at this in a tribalistic way, and if it were looked at as a war... The war is being fought out of the fifth chakra, which this is a war out of the throat chakra, aka our north node is in Taurus right now. We just left a north node in Gemini, the trickster. Now it's a little bit more solid. We can't, 
the trickster could pull us in two different directions at once because that's what Gemini does. Gemini is a very um, smart sign, um, sometimes a little too smart for its own good, but Gemini will trick your mind. Now that the North Node is in Taurus, it's like, actually, we've got to sit with this and the more gathering energy. How do we gather this energy? How do we sit with this energy? South Node releasing in Scorpio, letting go of the shit, the bile, the fucking gunk. And now Pluto is saying, yeah, we've got to let go of this gunk and... It has to do with things that we once thought could never fall, now have, you know, economically, these system politically. So, look, I'm saying a prayer of protection for people because there's never been a time where, you know, when I was at the ashram, and part of my Pluto square was moving to Yashodra. And I hate how certain symbols get infiltrated because their symbol is the, the rose. And, you know, I'm very, very skeptical about ashrams and churches and things like that. And, and so I'm very, very careful because I was raised in the Catholic Church. I had my questions about the Catholic Church. And when I found this ashram, it legit was just a dream I had about a beach in front of mountains, in front of this very clear lake, which when I was Googling ashrams, definitely was not Googling ashrams in Canada. Definitely did not want to go out of the U.S. Um, I was thinking more upstate New York, which there are some in upstate New York, um, to just get out of the city for like a week or two. And I had a dream that this beach and I saw the beach in there I saw the exact picture of what I saw in my dream on their website and I think the google search was women ran ashram and that's how I found it and you know I'm very skeptical because of certain claims against yoga again this is very pluto but people who use their power and then harm people that way that happens in the yoga industry in real time it happens in the yoga industry there's a couple gurus that have been called out and i think the term guru is kind of scary but i do respect you know like certain gurus um like guru jagat who just recently passed you know but but even she was under the order of the Bajan order, which, you know, I have a lot of questions about that, too. So, um, Pluto does call out abuse where it is, and that's what why I was attracted to comedy, because I saw George Carlin and Doug Stanhope, and, and I saw all these comics that, like, really challenged the system, and I was like, fuck, they think how, you know... I fucking think, I think like this, I just don't, I'm, people don't want to hear what I have to say, I'm, you know, I'm a quiet person, I've got a very shy demeanor, 
But when I get on stage, that's where I'm free. That's where I can be anything I want to be. And quite honestly, when I go on stage, I don't know what I'm going to say half the time. When I have to plan out a set, because say it's like an audition or something, that's really hard for me. Um, very in the moment, very improv. And when it has to be like, oh, you have to do this this set at this time, I generally don't do my best because it's not in the moment. And I'm better, and I'm realizing this now that I've been in Austin, and I'm around music, and I'm around people that play music at open mics and get to hear music a little bit more than, say, in L.A. I realize, like, oh, that's what I love to do. I love being in the moment. I don't know how to put that online. Maybe that's what this podcast is all about. But once I figure, once I'm going to keep trying more and more but Pluto transits oh ashram so Swami Radha you know one of her messages that I didn't get at the ashram I got this when I did an ayahuasca session when she kind of came in and was laughing at me and she was just like you don't need to do this like, you are fine. Like, you don't need to do this. You can get here without Aya. You can just work with music and mantra and meditation. And I call it M to the third. And I have it on my old podcast, Solar Plexus and Chill. And I'll probably say this until the day I'm, I go out. Is that music and mantra and meditation or mudra, some dance, sacred dance, which hula hooping for me has been my sacred dance as of late, but allowing yourself to heal from the inside out. And music is one of the most important things we have. Music is one of the most important languages we have. You know, and the fact that the symbolism of Neil Young against somebody who's legit doing exactly what Neil Young was fucking doing um, back in the day, questioning authority, going against somebody who's questioning authority is quite comical. And also the sad part is Neil Young's music created a generation of people. It's not just Neil Young's music, but like Joni Mitchell wrote the song Woodstock which is so beautiful and even the story of her writing that for Crosby Stills Nash and Young sorry there's like a motorcycle um is so beautiful because what Woodstock represented was a movement it was a count you know a, a cultural movement like the truckers of today in Canada like So, there's so much more to say. This is a war. But it's for the gatherers to create art. It's a mother's war. Because what is most sacred is the divine feminine. And Pluto is... There is a trinity within the divine masculine and feminine. I was raised Catholic 
the feminine was not allowed to be spoken of. It was nuns and habits who were required to sit and kneel and suck the dick of the fucking, of Christ, basically. There was no such thing as, you know, the mother, the way the father doesn't hold, the mother, the daughter, the holy goddess, you know, there was no, there's no such thing as that in Catholicism, and if it is, it's in a secret tomb somewhere, probably in Atlantis somewhere, drowned at sea in a portal, or maybe it's within all of us. All I can think of is like seashells. It's in all of the it's in all of the geometry of the seashells. So I just want to say God bless people like Joe Rogan, people who speak up against authority and get bashed by the media and then um the media goes on a campaign. Really, the truth is the media itself, the mainstream media is imploding. We're watching a temper tantrum in real time. And unfortunately, they're getting the baby boomers because the baby boomers were raised on music and it's hard for them to stop watching the masked singer and whatever. So what is it? The dance show where they do the ballroom dancing and shit. All the shit my mom watches. And then they go, you know. I don't know. And that's what MK Ultra really is. It's not I, I love how it's like, I'm a student. Well, you know what? This is what this is what Pluto taught me, so fuck it. I am I'm just I'm just reiterating the lessons I learned from Pluto. But that's what MKUltra is. It's when something like that hijacks, subconsciously hijacks your mind and gets you to buy, you know, it gets you to get a credit card. I was going to talk more about Hollywood falling, but, and how Hollywood is tied into this too, but I've probably gone on too long and... I've already, you know, if, and I have a day job at this point, if any of my coworkers <laughs> listen to this, understand, I uh, gotta pay my bills, and I'm still a stand-up comic, and at the end of the day, stand-up comedy is my heart, and my soul, and my passion, and I have opinions, and that's why I live in Texas now, so, gosh, goddess bless, be safe out there, and take care. Mm-hmm.